Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are on this beautiful planet, if you're watching on replay, especially if you're on YouTube or watching on replay, welcome to another transmission instigated and inspired by, as usual, working with the clients that we work with in our Intimacy Upgrade program helping couples who are in kind of relationship limbo, going through divorce, uh, relationship challenges, helping them find uh, the resources within so that they can make a clear uh, decision whether they want to stay or they want to leave. They have the courage, the confidence, the clarity to, you know, go either go all in or finally have the courage and the confidence to be able to move forward. And so the topic came up today about stonewalling, the experience where, let me know if you resonate with this, the experience where your partner completely, it's like stonewalling. Imagine a stone wall, their facial expressions, they shut down, they push away. Let me know if you can resonate with this. And if you're here and you're brand new to this community, I want to welcome you. My name's Dr. Nima Romani, and I've been trained as a chiropractor. And if you told me about 10 years ago I would be having a conversation with you about stonewalling, I would have thought you were a bit nutty, because how the hell is this all kind of related? What I noticed was as a chiropractor that patients were coming in to see me with stress-related problems that if I were to just go a little bit more upstream, it was usually in the wake of a relationship breakdown. That is chronic pains, chronic aches, chronic digestive, hormonal, all these chronic fatigue type of physiological conditions, I noticed a pattern that they were happening in the wake of relationship conflict didn't necessarily have to be romantic. It could be mother-son, mother-daughter, sisters, some sort of a fracture, conflict, a fracture, a rupture within a relationship dynamic I was noticing really correlated with people's health. And when I made that connection years ago, I just started creating these workshops in my office to just help people deal with the stresses and the conflicts of everyday life, the internal conflicts, because as within, so is without. And so what I noticed and observed was that uh, when people started learning the tools, transformation of their perceptions, transformation and creating safety in their bodies, healing their past attachment wounds, their health problems started going away. So that was about five years ago when I decided I was going to sell my practice and I've moved on and now I have an online community of self-healers. I teach uh, in uh, this Facebook group and also uh, on YouTube. And today's training has to do specifically with stonewalling. Let me know if you can resonate, first of all, if you resonate with that whole concept. If you're the stonewaller or you're currently being stonewalled, it's that experience where there's an emotional shutdown. And um, today, today I'm going to basically give you in this training, you can, you're going to want to take some notes here. I'm going to give you the training as to why this happens. First, in, if you want to solve this, you have to really first get the mechanisms behind why it happens. And then the, you know, maybe some typical responses that you're giving. When you're being stonewalled, you're, we're going to talk about what you, what normally the typical responses I hear from the clients we work with. 
how they respond to stonewalling and why that doesn't work. And then the third, I'm going to be talking about the solution, the, exactly the step-by-step -step and what to do. So let me know if you have a, if any of this resonates with you. And please don't be shy. Uh, engage with me. Let me know uh, what experience, what this experience is like for you. So basically, why you're being stonewalled. I want you to imagine your partner completely shutting down and how frustrating that is for you and how much you're needing a response and how much you're needing is everything okay? Uh, are you okay with me now? What's going on? And the first reason, the reason why that we have stonewalling, reason number one is that there's too much pent-up emotion. So your partner's nervous system, and I really want you to get used to and um, if you want to create secure relationships, really, which is what this whole conversation is about, it's really important to start viewing people through the lens of the nervous system. That I want you to imagine them with a nervous system that doesn't feel safe, that has so much pent-up emotions that it's been unresolved. So it's pent-up resentment, pent-up guilt. So there's too much pent-up emotions, number one. There is... And so they don't know how to express it it's just so stuck there uh they don't even might not even be aware they might not even have an ability or have training in being able to just kind of go in their bodies because they've been in their heads so much uh because of old traumas that they don't know what's going on inside so it's just confusing and when you have all like guilt and then shame and then resentment and all this shit piling up you don't know who's who and what's what, so you just shut down. So that's reason number one. Number two uh, is, pe number one is pent-up emotions. Number two is unresolved resentment. Resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. And so the work that we do is really about uncovering and unearthing resentments in our own lives. But what happens when they have resentment towards you? Well, if they're stonewalling you, just understand that they're holding on to some resentment and that's okay. Okay, I want you to really be okay with that. Having a relationship with somebody, I'd like to say, I'd, I'd like to say that I, ne like my, I never piss off my wife. I'd like to say that, but it's just not true. On a daily basis, she could have easily, if she wanted, she could look for five to ten things per day to be resentful about. Luckily, she chooses not to do that because she wants to have a healthy relationship, and I choose not to do that as well. But if somebody's stonewalling you, even if it's a friend, likely they have, number one, pent-up emotions, number two, unresolved resentment, and resentment is best served by expression. But the problem is, number three that they don't feel safe. Stonewalling, the key component here that I really want you to understand if you want to have these secure relationships, is to see them from a nervous system standpoint that they don't feel safe expressing their emotions. First of all, they might not know what it is, but their resentment is so built up. And number three, they don't feel safe in expressing them. Why? Well, probably because in the past, if you could be honest, when they shared how they felt, when they shared their resentment, you might have taken it as criticism, as an the criticism as an attack. So instead of hearing them, you you either defect, you know, you defended, you uh, deflected all of the tricks that the ego does. We deflect, we blame, we invalidate. You probably gaslit them and you made them feel like shit for expressing their emotions. So stonewalling becomes the natural option when I don't feel safe. 
if you and I are in a relationship and I've been trying to express my emotions, and maybe I'm not great at expressing them, but every time that I do, I end up getting punished. I end up feeling worse for expressing them. Well, then what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm going to stonewall you because it's an intense lack of safety in my body for expressing my emotions. But the problem is, in order for me, this is the conundrum, in order for me to let go of this freeze, stonewalling often is what we call in nervous system speak, the dorsal vagal shutdown is when your nervous system doesn't feel safe. It's like you check out. You've already checked out because the expression of their emotions because you don't know how to regulate your emotions. But I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not making them right here. I'm just saying if you want to create a secure relationship, you're going to put this lens on and see that they have had the experience when they have expressed themselves. You've taken it as criticism, which we normally do when we don't have the skills and the tools to become trigger-proof. <laughs> we took it as criticism, as an attack, and we defended and invalidated and said, oh, thanks. Thanks, so I'm a shit husband, I'm a shit father, I'm a shit this, I'm a shit that, instead of really listening. Does this make sense? Hey, Suzanne, I'm glad that you can relate. Stonewalling becomes the natural response that your partner will create, that will, will come to, come to the, the only solution that they'll come to when they don't feel safe expressing themselves. So that's why stonewalling happens. That's the first thing. Now, I'm not making it right. I'm not making it wrong. I'm just saying, are you interested in solving this? Because what's the outcome that you want? Most of the people who reach out send me these long messages about how their partners are this, and he's a narcissist, and he's a that, and da 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 da. And then ugh, why do I why do I have to do the work? Why doesn't he? And, and I'm like, okay, look, who here is asking? You have tremendous power. What I want you to know is you, just one person, one one part of one part of the dynamic has tremendous power to transform the whole relationship. You just got to be willing to take it on. Like I want you to start looking at yourself as the captain of the ship. Instead of giving the captaincy over there, you're the one, you're the energy floating through outer space on this floating, on this floating spaceship with the capacity to create as the captain of your ship a secure relationship and your partner is stonewalling you. Understanding their nervous system and understanding why gives you an advantage because now you can make choices. I can sit here and go fuck him or fuck her. Um, they should get over their shit. I'm fine. Or I could basically, that's me playing victim and being a child and wanting them to do the work. Or I can step up and go, all right, I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm committed to doing the necessary work it takes to be able to create a, like to be able to uh, have them feel safe enough to, 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 to let that stone wall go. Are you interested? Because that's what this conversation is really about. The problem is when you get stonewalled, the typical responses that you give that don't work, let me know if any of these resonate with you. Number one, you get angry back. Oh, you stonewalled me. Ah, screw you. And why that is, why we get angry is because when someone stone, well, personally, when I get stonewalled, it brings me back to that's what my mother used to do with me is just like my mother. So the worst thing that you could do to me is just stonewall me because that brings me back to my old trauma. So when I get stonewalled, I get angry because, oh, fuck you. It's not about her. It's about my mother. <laughs> so 
what happens that that's when you get angry that's what's happening you, you're reacting from a wound from yourself okay that's one of the typical responses you might roll your eyes like oh or you might like like threaten uh, like you're forcing, like, come on, tell me, talk to me. Like you get in their face and you're like, tell me based on your wound because you haven't learned how to resource yourself. Or you can turn around and give them ultimatums. If you don't talk to me right now, then I'm leaving. If you don't talk, like, which is what our little child does. And all of these are our wounded responses, which we're all totally um, entitled to our wounds but the question is what results what outcome is it that we're looking for and the outcome that we're looking for is to reconnect so in order to reconnect it's really important for me to look at my behavior and take responsibility right and so those reactions are not going to get me the the ideal outcome that i'm looking for now what will i'm glad you asked by the way let me know in the comment section what so far has resonated with you? Really think about it. I want you to really engage with this. Write in the comments. Don't be shy. I, I've stonewalled. I've been stonewalled. This is, we're all learning here. Getting relationships right is a commitment to learning. I'm committed to learning. I'm learning with every conflict. I'm learning. I'm humble enough to realize that I have a lot to learn. And that's really the whole point is the whole dive, the, the search, the curiosity is what will create healthy relationships for you. If you can get curious versus hopeless, if you can get curious, then your hopelessness turns around. That's the key. So I want to get you curious. Curious, what do I do? Are you wondering, what is it that I do? Good, I'm glad you asked. The first solution is to learn how to resource yourself, to become trigger-proof, which is what this community really is about, to become kind of like emotionally bulletproof. You must learn to resource yourself. If you've been brought up with those wounds that they're bringing up from childhood because of the stonewalling and you're expecting them to solve it for you, you're missing a very critical step that gives you so much power. It takes work. It takes responsibility. It's not easy. It's not quick. It's not overnight. It takes some guidance. But the rewards are that you're no longer the victim who's waiting for somebody who, whose emotional well-being is in the hands of somebody else. You have clearly defined boundaries of who you are and you have a healthy sense of self. You develop a healthy sense of self when you learn how to become trigger proof and resource yourself. If you, uh, if you haven't already watched, I have a masterclass virtual workshop that's 90 minutes long that teaches you the steps of becoming trigger proof. Uh, if you follow the link below, uh, I have a coupon code that makes it free. Normally it's 97 bucks, but I have a coupon code for anybody in this community and it makes it completely free for the 90 minute training because I'm not, I don't, I don't have time to go over it in this training, but it's a deep dive. If you're curious to learn how to resource yourself and how to become trigger proof and what the steps are necessary in order to do that, then that training will cover it. So it'll be in the link, a link of that in the comment section so that you can dive in there and I have kind of like a coupon that makes it free. So that's the first one, resourcing yourself and becoming trigger proof. Number two, once you've resourced yourself, why is that important? You got to help them feel safe. Remember, safety. If I'm angry, you're stonewalling me you, because you don't feel safe expressing. If I come in with energy, my energy is like, like angry towards you, as soon as I walk in the room, you'll be able to feel it. And you won't feel any safer to express yourself and let down your stonewall. 
okay so resourcing yourself and becoming trigger proof is the most important part if you skip that then all the other stuff will feel in, like uh, inauthentic they won't because they, they can feel you you can spot <laughs> you can spot the neediness you can spot the bullshit your body doesn't lie learning how to create safety in your body and becoming trigger proof and resourcing yourself is super duper important one of the key components is learning how to heal with that inner child that got triggered from the stonewalling which i'm going to talk to you about in a little bit about how to go deeper into that so number two is you want to stop you want to start non-verbal presence and touch okay okay let me give you an example Nonverbal presence and touch. So coming in and trying to get you to talk when you don't feel safe doesn't work. However, if I've resourced myself and then I come to you and then I sit next to you and I just give you my presence and I look you in the eye and I stand in my divine masculine because that's what happens when you become trigger proof or in your divine feminine you're leaning back and you're in your divine feminine and you're just in a state of presence and then you do safe touch or maybe even an embrace a kind of like a co-regulating embrace all of a sudden their body if you just hold hands like a gentle hand holding or an embrace their body all of a sudden starts to relax because that's what's happening in their nervous system, especially if you hold them for a while, it starts to produce oxytocin, which then creates this feeling, kind of like a sinking feeling in your body, where you, where, where they all of a sudden feel safer. It's like, oh, feel safe. And then your body oh, will relax. And then once your body somatically are in a state of relaxation that's when communication strategies will start to work I just spoke to a gal who's a very successful coach who's a client of mine today she did all the the communication trainings all the communication trainings they separate her and her partner separated like three times they're on the brink of divorce and it's happening and she's done all the communication strategies but You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast, designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds anytime there's reactivity there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Here's the problem. She left out that first part, and it's not her fault. Nobody fucking taught her. Nobody taught me.
I went through a divorce and nine failed relationships after until I got this. And now that I know this, I guarantee I'm going to have conflict, but I actually feel ready to handle what's ahead. When you get that first part right and learn how to become trigger-proof and resource yourself, you then create safety in your own body. Then, only then, once you've co-regulated, can these communication strategies work. And truth be told, once you've taken care of that, you've literally taken care of 90% of the problem. The rest of it is easy. Here's what you're going to do. You're then going to have number three, which is kind of like a, what I call emotional release or catharsis and affect labeling. So the third step after you've relaxed, what you do is you basically share feelings and you allow the sharing of feelings. You emote. This is a part where many of us don't know. We don't have the skills. We've actually gotten so good at stuffing them down that we don't know how to uh, express our emotion or hold space when somebody is and then turn around in what we call affect labeling, which is just mirroring what they're feeling. For example, you know, after I've hugged you, we've held hands, we've calmed you down, you've relaxed, um, all of a sudden, uh, I then say, you know, then what I do, what you want to do is I, I say, tell me how you're feeling right now. And what you do is you shut the hell up and listen. That's it. You shut the hell up and listen and create a safe container for them to puke out their resentments. Now, this might be very difficult for you, especially if you're going to take it as criticism. Your ego is going to take a bruising. Okay, but understand that the only way to dissolve the pressure cooker of resentment is to release the pressure cooker of resentment, which means to hear someone and hold space and listen as they're expressing how they're feeling. And when you've done that, you afterwards, you then say, okay, well, it sounds to me like you're really upset. It sounds to me like you feel disappointed. It sounds to me like you feel betrayed. Tell me more. Can you tell me a little more about that? It sounds to me like you're feeling blank. It sounds to me or it, it looks like you're feeling blank, which is affect labeling, which is labeling their emotions so that they can go, yes, I am. Yes, if you can get them to say yes, exactly, then you've won. Because immediately when they say yes, exactly, you've now had them feel understood, which is the ultimate in relaxation of the stone wall. But it takes a human being ready to own their triggers, heal their attachment wounds, and to be able to become trigger-proof, not trigger-less, but be able to hold the container of their own identity in themselves while somebody else is sharing feedback and not become so reactive or stonewall or turn into a little child yourself. That's not easy to do. That's where the practice is. And the, the best part is it might be uncomfortable, but who I've become because I've dedicated myself to this practice, I absolutely love who I've become. And I didn't like and didn't trust myself before. But I love and I trust myself now because I dedicated myself to that practice. I can get into any conversation with anyone who's pissed off at me. And it doesn't feel great to have somebody be pissed at me. I'm human. But I'm actually able to have them feel heard and drop their stone wall. And then... 
the key after you've done that, you know, tell me how you're feeling. It sounds to me like you're feeling blank. Can you tell me more about that? Get them to talk and don't rush it. If they need to talk for an hour, if they need to talk for five hours, make the time because here's how you, here's why you win. What happens is, I'll get that for you, Sue Ann. What happens is you puke, you, when they puke it out, when they puke it out, that resolves their resentment. Okay, but it still might hurt. But if you've learned the skills in becoming trigger-proof and you know how to resource yourself, you're able to bounce back in minutes instead of weeks. So a conflict then turns into deeper intimacy. And the last part is this. You definitely want to reward them for sharing. You don't want to punish them. You don't want to make them feel worse for sharing. That's why they stonewall. And if you can keep practicing this and creating a culture of safety to share the truth, then you actually have the confidence to go the distance with somebody rather than hoping that they don't become reactive towards you by anger or shut down stonewalling. So this is the foundations that I've been working on and learning and mastering. And this is what I teach my clients, what we, what this whole community is really all about in the skills and the tools in your trigger proof toolkit to consistently keep arming yourself with them so that you can have the most important thing in, in, in life, which is healthy relationships. So basically that, yeah, the last part is you want, you want to reward them. You want to reward them for their share, not to punish them because the reason why they stonewalled in the first place because they kept they felt that telling you the truth would result in a punishment so we definitely it's you can totally turn it around and i highly recommend you make that a priority so um where do you begin the best trauma, separation trauma from mom. <clears throat> so that, and then many other experiences like that growing up, I would just keep repeating it. And so that's what happened. So when I went in and I healed with that inner child and I learned how to get into my body and I learned how to feel my emotions and express them, I was able, better able to connect with myself and then I was better able to connect with others. And I 100% believe that's why I went from an avoidant attachment style to a secure attachment style. And a big part of that was inner child work and breath work. And so tomorrow, at this time, just from the recording of this, tomorrow we have breathwork and badassery, or just follow the link in the comment section for the next breathwork and badassery session, where it's a three-hour deep dive for people who, you know, I know you, you might be shy if you're just watching this on the internet. You're like, is this really safe? I assure you it 100% is. Everybody who tries it, they realize afterwards, wow, this is such an amazing experience, and I have a satisfaction guarantee and if you attend and you come and you don't feel the vibe and you don't like it you can leave at any time or you weren't happy afterwards and just send me an email 
letting me know why so I can improve for the next time. And you get a full refund, no questions asked. Because I really, I'm, the reason why I'm doing this is because I really want to make sure that we break the cycle of intergenerational trauma. And so stonewalling and conflict and toxic relationships and insecure attachments get passed down from one generation to another. And we now are unconscious in our relationships and wondering why things don't work. And we have ruptures and we have fractures and then our, we become stressed and then our health turns to shit. And all of this can be solved if we just make a priority of healing our attachment wounds and learning these skills that, I, that you never learned in school. Truth is, where did you learn them? You learned them from mom and dad. <laughs> and so your connection with them, the connection they have with one another, leaves an imprint on your nervous system. And in order for you to turn that story around from the repetitive patterns in your relationships that you keep happening again and again, same arguments, you must go deep. And so this breathwork and badassery is an amazing place to begin. So the link is uh, down below. And join. And uh, let me know what came up for you here. If you have any questions about this, maybe I might even do a video. Don't be shy. Let me know what came up for you here, and we'll see you at the next perfect time.